there's a lot of danger in comfort. Comfort is very comforting, but it's very difficult to grow when you're settled in comfort. Welcome to the House Flipping HQ podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of wholesaling and house flipping businesses. The systems and automation that we discuss will help you build a real business instead of another job for yourself. From beginners to those doing hundreds of houses a year, we go deep into the details and strategies that are working today. And now your host, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the House Living HQ podcast. This is Bill Allen. And today I've got a special treat for you. I've got my sales manager, uh, Chad King, with us. Uh, so he, Chad lives in Nashville. He's uh, came into the company. and We'll talk a little bit about where he came from and what he's doing before. But this guy is like just kind of an all around superstar in the company. So I'm really excited to what we're going to talk about today and the value that he's going to bring on the sales side. So hey, Chad, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Appreciate you having me on. I'm, I'm looking forward to having a conversation. Yeah. So the we just did a series on kind of the um, board of directors that I put in place. And then it, you guys listened to the last couple podcasts was Nate and I talking about the company. And you guys heard Nate talking about Chad and kind of who he was and the kind of person he was. So I want to make sure that I'm, you know, with this next series that we're doing is just kind of bringing in some of my team in Blackjack Real Estate. And Chad is the first one that I reached out to and said, hey, man, you got to come on and we got to talk about uh, about like kind of your background, what you're doing in the company right now. So tell us a little bit, Chad, about um, kind of where you um, got started in sales and a little bit of your story. I know uh, where you went to college. It's not my favorite place, but a little bit of that, uh, that kind of stuff. So tell us where you came yeah, from. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start, I mean, we, we'll start after college because that's where the story gets good anyway. And um, so I, I started, took a job out of college. I, I worked for Xerox, which is where I, I really got my sales acumen. Um, phenomenal sales training program, worked for them for a couple years. Uh, the second year I was, I was the top rep at the subsidiary of Xerox that I worked at. There was 40, 40 reps in the company and I was the number one salesperson. Uh, what I took from that was from, from working at Xerox was, uh, I didn't particularly enjoy selling copiers. Uh, they're, they're not the, the, the flashiest product to sell, but I promised myself I would get, get great at it before I, I quit. And, um, I, I always had a passion for, for real estate. I, I house hacked in college. So we, we owned a house uh, that my parents had purchased a house and I had uh, three roommates. So it was, you know, they were paying down the mortgage and uh, doing a little bit of house hacking. And I thought, man, this is, this is pretty neat. So I had always been intrigued by it. And um, I knew that that was eventually going to be the path for me. So af after a couple of years of, of getting some sales experience under my belt, I, I got into real estate full time sort of the commit first, figure it out later type mentality, uh, kind of went against everybody, uh, family and, and friends telling me that, hey, you probably shouldn't quit this salary job where you're making six figures and doing well. And, and you know, you're, you got a, a set path up the corporate ladder. But, you know, as we, as we all know, people who read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the people who are in this industry, we know that, you know, climbing the corporate ladder is really not the, the route that, that we want to go. And that's not the true path to, to financial freedom. So um, just committed, got into it. Had a lot of a lot of struggles in the beginning. Fell on my face a lot of times. Um, 
you know, okay, I, before, I hey, before, with, before we go back to real estate, before we go into real estate. So let me just back up the, the turn up truck a little bit here. So you, you were, uh, you, so you went to Florida state, right? So, uh, that we'll just kind of throw that out there in Tallahassee. I'm, I went to Georgia tech. So, um, Florida state always used to kick our butt in college, uh, just college football. We just got crushed by Florida state all every year. It was still, horrible. Still do. Yeah. So, uh, time to time. So, so then, uh, so then you, you got a job with Xerox where well, you're like 22 years old working for them in sales. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, and, and wh where did you go? Did you stay in Tallahassee? Did you move somewhere else? Where did you take a job with them? I moved down to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale Fort Lauderdale went down to work with Xerox. They probably trained you in sales. Did, were you, did you have some sort of undergraduate degree in sales or what was your undergraduate degree? In? Absolutely not. No, I, my degree was in finance. So okay. I, I love, I love numbers. I, I love, especially the numbers that have the little dollar signs in front of them are my favorite. So <laughs> okay. Um, but so, no, I, I, I didn't have, got a degree in finance and then went, went right into sales, wanted to control my own, control my own destiny. And, and that idea of controlling my own income was really intriguing. So, okay. So you obviously uh, like liked money up to some, you, you enjoyed money, you were house hacking through college, stuff like that. And then, um, mm -hmm. didn't have any sales background necessarily in finance, moved down to Fort Lauderdale, um, 22 years old, got a job with Xerox. They put you through some training, some sales training. I, I've heard that the Xerox sales training is really good. Um, and then you got out to work selling copiers. So it's just like business to business stuff like Xerox selling to businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight up knocking on doors. Uh, no, no current clients. They just, they give you some pamphlets and say, just, just go knock on some doors. So that's where I under, that's where I started to understand this concept of a pipeline where it's like, you know, the more doors I knock on, the more presentations I get to do more presentations equals more prospects, more prospects equals more clients. So you, you, you start to understand this, this, this concept of this pipeline and loading just a ton of stuff in the top of the funnel. And in, in that situation, it was just amount of how many doors can I knock on in a day? And, um, you know, I would, I remember going in down to downtown Fort Lauderdale and I'd start at the top of the tallest office building. and I just worked my way down until I got kicked out. I usually would make it about three or four floors before you get kicked out. And then the fun part is, you know, the next week you just got to go back and pick up where you left off. So, um, the greatest thing that that taught me was, was how to build a pipeline and how to, how to keep a consistent flow of deals. Um, cause if you weren't knocking on doors, you weren't, you weren't making any money. Awesome. So, it's like the, like the corporate no soliciting sign, uh, ha making it halfway down the office building and them saying, Hey yeah. buddy, you're out of here. So security, yeah. we yeah. got this guy's back on the third floor again, trying to sell copiers. So it, over two years, uh, so at the end of two years, you're, you're number one in sales of 40. So there's 40 salespeople. You just mm -hmm. jumped in there, took the bull by the horns and kind of ran with it. Number one of 40. And then you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm the number one guy. I've kind of made it here. I'm, you said you're making six figures. You're 24 years old making six figures. So is that like 100,000? Is it like 200,000? Is it 120? Like what was that at that time? You remember? Yeah, I was, I was on pace to, I was on, I was going to do 120 that year. So okay. I, was, I was at 120, just, just over six figures. Okay. So 124 years old is pretty, you, you think it's pretty good, but. Oh, you don't have to tell me. So a guy with a finance major from Florida state, I don't think any second year Florida state graduate has ever made $120,000. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, we'll keep this going all day. So, so $120,000 in two years. And you're like, you know what? It's uh, I think it's time for me to take a risk and jump out of here and go explore real estate. So how did that happen? What was your next uh, path from there? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I had, I had dabbled with this idea and, and believe it or not, I, I went, this, this story kind of, it's kind of long, but I think it's good. I, I went down to Miami to see, I cold called Grant Cardone at his office in Miami. And, um, this is, I'm still working at Xerox and I cold called him 
And he, he I didn't know if he was going to even take me, you know, see me, take any time with me. And uh, I just walked into his office and said, I, I need to talk to, I need to talk to Grant. And I told him I'd sign up for his Cardone University, which I was going to do anyway to get a, to get better at sales. And um, so I, I actually, he ended up coming out to talk to me and we actually sat down. He said he was going to give me two minutes and we actually sat down and talked for about 15 minutes. And I asked him at the end, I said, um, if, if you could go back and you were my age, what would you do? And he said, if I was your age, I would get into real estate. And he said, if I was your age and got into real estate, I'd be a billionaire by now. And that really, that really stuck with me because it, he's somebody that I like, you know, I, I'm a big believer in be careful who you're taking your advice from. And if you're going to be taking advice from somebody, it has to be somebody that's done what you want to do or is in a position that you admire. So that really kind of stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? I just got to get into this thing. So two weeks later, I put in my two week notice and I, so effectively a month later after I had gone down there and met with him, I, I had, I just went out on my own. So I went from, you know, a, a great salary position, W2, health benefits, all that stuff to just nothing. And, um, I, at the same time I had, in, I had proposed to my, my, my girlfriend and we are now married. Um, and she is the, the she is the whole reason I'm here right now, by the way, uh, wouldn't have been able to do it without her. So we, um, just committed got into real estate. It was like, I didn't really know exactly what the path was. It's not like I knew that, you know, Hey, you got a wholesale to get into flipping. And I didn't really know what the path was. So it was a lot of trial and error in the beginning. I mean, the first, the first six to nine months were just brutal. Um, I mean, not making any money, just seeing money go out the door and wasted marketing. And that's why, you know, I think we'll get to it at the end of this podcast, Bill, but that's why getting involved in like the mastermind and, and groups like, you know, the flip hacking live and, and seven, seven figure flipping, those kind of groups are so important because I wasted so much money in the beginning, just trying different things. Cause I didn't have a blueprint. And, um, so there was a lot of trial and error, putting out bandit signs, um, you know, cold, cold knocking on doors. Cause that's what I knew, uh, handwritten letters, all that kind of stuff. And it eventually led me to, uh, you know, I did a couple of deals, but there was no volume. And what I, I found was that I could, get into a vehicle such as, <clears throat> excuse me, such as like blackjack real estate. And I could do what I'm great at, which is closing deals, getting people to sign on the dotted line and be happy about it. And I could do what I'm great at. And I could let the, the people who have created these systems and these processes and these intricate machines that are, are designed to do volume and, and business and let the, the machine do what it's great at. And you could go further, farther together. And that's how you know, so I was starting on my own and then I eventually got into a, a vehicle with, with you guys, a similar vehicle down in Florida and then, and then partnered up with you guys at Blackjack. Um, and then have, have since, you know, I've been with you for a year and a half now and I'd like to say I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you make <laughs> yeah. that, that, oh, yeah. that, we'll, that judgment. We'll, we'll get there for sure. So no, you're doing yeah. awesome. I mean, absolutely. You wouldn't, yeah. be, wouldn't be here. Um, you know, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing without you and the, and the rest of the team, obviously. So, um, yeah. so so I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that you did this for like six to nine months, had done a couple of deals on your own. So what, so after that, so was that down in Fort Lauderdale that you were doing that? So that was down in, yeah, that was down in Fort Lauderdale. I was putting out bandit signs. Um, you know, my wife was driving me around at three o'clock in the morning and we put out the bandit signs and then at Sunday we'd go pick them back up. Did that for, gosh, it was a long time. And it was, it was a struggle because the credit card, I was financing it all on credit cards and I didn't have any money. Um, so the credit card bill was just piling up month after month and I wasn't seeing any deals, but I, I just, I knew that if I just, it's consistent and persistent actions taken 
every day is what's going to yield the results. And so I knew if I just kept at it, I'm a, I'm a puncher. So every day I was just trying to get up and just make a little dent. And, um, you know, it was driving for dollars every day and writing handwritten letters. And that was, that was about six to nine months. And then I ran into Mike Brown, um, down in, down in Fort Lauderdale. And it was like, there was a kind of a synergy there. Like, Hey, you know, he's generating these leads and just having trouble closing them. I'm great at closing deals. I was like a hundred percent close ratio, but I can't, I'm not, I'm having trouble generating these deals. So let's, let's put our heads together and, and partner up. So then I got involved with, with Mike Brown, um, down in South Florida, who's doing a similar to what we're doing here at blackjack. And, um, that eventually led me up to, to you guys up in Nashville. Yeah. So, so, okay. So you're at Xerox making $120,000 a year, uh, 24. And you're like, you know, Hey honey, I think I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to jump into real estate. And also do you want to get married? And then, uh, and then, Oh, by the way, can you just drive me around to put out some bandit signs and I might just rack yep. up credit card bills. Um, so that's the beginning of this great relationship that you and your wife have. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you have, you, I mean, I've met your wife. We spent a lot of time together. It's really nice to see. So you have a strong woman there behind you because um, that's probably, that's usually a time where most women like turn around and run away from, uh, from the guy. Right. So, so I love yep. it. So uh, entrepreneurial nature, entrepreneurial spirit, um, you're, you're working hard, not seeing the results that you want to make. And you decided that, Hey, um, you know, you bump into somebody else who is successful, but is struggling in one part of their business. And I remember when Mike and Bruce, so Mike and Bruce were, uh, our seven and eight figure members of ours. So, um, they have a great company. Um, they just changed the company name to heroic house buyers down in, um, in, down in that area of South Florida and really just great guys. Like I absolutely love spending time with them and hanging out with them. So, uh, I still remember the first meeting that Mike ever came to for seven figure. It was in San Diego, the first October meeting that we had right before flip hacking live and all, and, and, a hurricane came through South Florida that day and they had to fly home after two days of the event right before our three day event at flip packing live. Um, so I still remember, you know, the first time I met those guys, um, you know, they were just getting going in the business and it's just really incredible to see what they've done over these past few years. So they are just, they spoke at the event last year. They're just a role model for so many. So awesome guys and, uh, and great Americans, frankly, like, uh, a lot of service there, a Navy guy and a, uh, and a police officer. So, um, Yep. So you got involved with them. You started uh, doing sales for them and seeing some success right out of the gate uh, from what I've been told, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right out of the gate. I, I had, I knew the business. So, and I knew the sales piece. So it was just about uh, just implementing. And then, you know, at that point I was just uh, now plugging into a machine that was already doing it. So, I mean, it was, it was out of the gate firing, you know? Okay. So it's cool to hear that. So you, you saw this, this strength that you had and this other thing that wasn't working so well. So like, Hey, I'm having trouble generating leads and I don't have the money to spend. And you said, well, I have this talent and this superpower, what I like to call it of sales. So I can plug into a machine that needs my superpower, right? They need this, um, this aspect that they're having trouble with and they can generate a bunch of leads, but their closing uh, ratio is just not as high. So went in there, saw a bunch of success. And then what happened? Like, why did you leave there? So um, my wife and I, uh, we, we are big on uh, putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. So we believe that uncomfortability is the key to growth. And um, so we, we had just, just got married and well, we had decided that as soon as we get married, we're going to move to a new city where we don't know anybody. Um, just because that was like, we, we had everything down in South Florida. It, her, her parents were very close to us and we had, you know, friends and everything there and it was a comfortable life. And that was, uh, you can, there's a, there's a lot of danger in comfort, right? Comfort is, is very, 
exactly what it is. It's very comforting, but there's, it's, it's very difficult to grow when you're, you're settled in, in comfort. So we decided that we were going to pack up and move to a city where we, we didn't know a soul. Um, and that's what we did. Well, we packed up and, and we moved to, to Nashville, Tennessee. And um, that was really the basis for the move was just to, to take a chance. That's what our, our that's what kind of we built everything on is, is taking chances. And, um, you know, again, it was a lot of family and friends telling us, why, why are you going there? What are you doing? You know, you guys are crazy. I can't tell you how many family and friends told us we were, we were nuts um, for, for a lot of the things we did, but we we couldn't be happier. And um, so, yeah, we, we packed up and moved and, and that's when I, uh, you know, Mike had, had linked me up with you guys to, to come to Nashville and, and open up and cause you guys weren't currently marketing in that city. And, uh, open up and, and start hitting the ground running in Nash. And, and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, okay. Uh, I'm, I got a finance degree from Florida state. Um, I don't, I'm, I want to get uncomfortable and jump into a sales position that I have no background in. I'm making $120,000 in a sales position. I'm going to get, I'm going to jump out of that and get uncomfortable and start trying to start my own business. Um, and then I'm going to, you know, take a chance going to work with somebody else. And then, oh yeah, I've been doing this for a while. I'm seeing a lot of success. I mean, you had a big pipeline down in South Florida. I remember when I was talking to Mike about you, he's like, I don't know why this guy's leaving. He's making a ton of money. It's just crazy. And, and then, yeah, we just want to get uncomfortable. I actually don't, didn't know the answer to that question. I thought you were moving up here to Nashville because your wife had a job or something, uh, something was going on with, like there's something bringing you here. And sure enough, um, I get, yeah, I just want to get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I hear that a lot. It's like, and, and if you're listening to this and you're starting a real estate business or you're trying to, uh, you know, uh, so wholesale or flip houses, like it is uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable. I remember the first yep. house that I went in or the first call that I t took. I hate talking on the phone. I had to get uncomfortable and answer those calls. I had to go on that appointment that was making me uncomfortable. If you don't put yourself out of your uh, comfort zone, out of your, uh, you know, in a different place, you're never going to grow. The only time yep. that we grow is when we we put ourselves in uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations. Now, I mean, I don't necessarily just like quit jobs and move and do all these things. So there's a, some level of like being super uncomfortable and just taking like a uh, big risk. And there's other, other things where people are just a little bit more safe and uh, that's just the kind of person that they are. So obviously you're kind of a little bit more of the risk taker. You want to get uncomfortable. But the cool thing is I can already tell, and I know you, so it's obvious, but you have this confidence about you that is like, just throw me in any situation and I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make lemonade from these lemons. So uh, I have no doubt that when you came to Nashville, that if you didn't come to work with us and did something else, you would be widely successful anyway. So the, the, so the way that it worked in the background of all this is, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Brown, uh, was in our, is, is in our seven figure program, the seven figure flipping group, the mastermind group that we have. And, um, he just posted in our Facebook group is like, Hey, is anybody in Nashville that's looking for a sales rep? And I just ignored it. I mean, I remember seeing it and I totally ignored it because I, I had just hired a sales rep in Nashville actually. So we were actually marketing in Nashville, just we, okay. but we had just started if you remember. So, uh, and so I was like, ah, you know, this is like one of Mike's guys. I'm not sure. Should I reach out to him? And we had a couple other people that were in Nashville in the group. There was uh, two other uh, companies in Nashville. And so I was just like, ah, somebody will probably pick him up. Like the guy that we just hired, he's fantastic. I thought he was going to really kill it for us. So I thought we had our guy, you know, and then, so then some time went on. It was like two weeks and he's, he's like, Hey, does like Bill, don't you want to talk to this guy? Like he's coming up to Nashville. And, um, and, you know, I was, 
but the train was moving. I had already, you know, we had a plan. This is right. Like right when Nate came on, he, uh, you guys heard him on the last podcast, he was getting us going. And I said, okay, um, well, I'll talk to him, you know, let's just meet with him and see, see what it's all about. Like you were driving up there, I think. And I think you had been in town for like one day. I remember meeting you and you're like, eh, I don't really know where, where I am or where I'm going. Just give me the address and I'll meet you. And me and Nate went to meet you at, uh, at Hattie B's at the, uh, like hot chicken place. So I was like, man, if I yeah. got to drive downtown to Nashville, I'm getting some hot chicken. So we, uh, we met at Hattie B's and, um, and we already had a sales rep. Like we already had someone hired that I was, we were both really super confident about that we actually thought was going to be our sales manager um, going down the road. So we met with you and sat down and obviously I was immediately impressed with like, you know, your background and, and your sales like kind of pedigree and some of the courses that you've done and going through Xerox, I had already heard about kind of Xerox training program and stuff like that. Um, but I remember saying one thing to you at that, uh, at that meeting is I had always, I've had this background of like older people doing sales for me, older people and not in the best shape. Like most of the people that we, that we buy houses from are a little bit older and a little bit, you know, down on their luck. And they're definitely don't typically like take, to, take care of their houses and that, or even themselves. Right. So I didn't think that you could build rapport. Um, if you, if, if you didn't kind of look like them or act like them or walk and talk like them and stuff. So I thought that some of the, a lot of the success that we were seeing, and I mean, this is just looking back, it's just crazy of me, but I'm, I'm constantly looking for patterns and reasons why people do what they do and like human interaction and what it looks like. And so I had this like picture in my mind of what the best sales rep was going to be. And so I remember saying to you, I was like, well, number one, I think you're too young. I think you're too tall and I think you're too good looking. And I don't, I don't necessarily know if you're going to buy a bunch of houses. Like you're, you're this kid walking into, and I mean, okay, you're, you were a young man. Let's use that term. But you're like in your, like, I don't know, mid twenties, upper twenties, like 26 or 27 at the time, something like that. And I just was like, I don't know if people are going to sell you their house, especially here in Nashville. So, um, if anybody's listening to this, I mean, if, if you want like all the ladies listening, if you want to go to the video, you'll see, but, um, and, but he's married. Sorry. So I, but I just, honestly, that's what I thought in my head. It's just crazy looking back on it, thinking that. And, uh, then you just came in and, um, and that was like the end of the conversation. I was like, let me think about it. And, uh, and then we kind of, uh, yeah, we kept talking. I said, and I said, Nate, you know what we can do? We can kind of split up the area where um, Axel is the guy's name who came in with us at the time. And he takes kind of the south side of the area. And Chad just takes kind of the north area. We just we kind of set, set it up where we can split it. And we'll actually market more. So we actually ended up sending more mail that we were planning on by bringing you on. And we ended up uh, bringing you in, obviously. So, and I mean, we'll get there, but you basically turned all of my thinking on its head, um, came in and immediately started buying houses, making, uh, making quite a bit of money right out of the gate. And, um, and what we had to end up doing was uh, telling Axel that like, look, this guy will do anything. He'll drive anywhere. He's, he is just like the hardest working guy we have. And we don't have enough leads for both of you. So um, we're going to, back this horse of Chad. So that's kind of the story as I remember it. Is there anything that I'm missing or uh, that we talked about that, that you remember? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I remember at Hattie B's, I asked you to see the, the commission plan. And I remember, I remember looking at your commission plan I, and you might, you might get there too, but um, I remember being asking you specifically because I knew what I was capable of and you didn't at the time. So um, you know, I remember being like, so if I close $200,000 in revenue, you're going to pay me X. And you were like, yeah. And I was like, all right. 
you're going to give me this shot. And you kind of, you kind of brushed me off. Like, uh, you know, I think you thought I was a little cocky. And then, um, you know, I think we fast forward, you know, three or four months and, and realize like, you know, Hey, this is, this is the real deal. Um, you know, we're, we're doing, we're doing a lot of business in Nashville. It quickly became our market with our highest spreads. And, um, uh, it's, it was just a, a phenomenal opportunity all the way around. And it's just, you know, it's, it's a testament to the business that you've built. Um, and also the ability, you know, to take a good salesperson and, and I want people to know that out there that are listening, that are building these businesses, good salespeople are definitely tough to find. And unfortunately, most of them are working, but they are out there and they're, they're willing to plug into these machines as long as the opportunity is there. Like I I didn't have a a salary. You weren't offering me a a salary. There was no guarantee. There was no guarantee whatsoever, which a guy like I'm fine with that because I'm confident in myself and the results that I'm able to get. And those, those people are out there. Um, Those, those great salespeople that are able to come in and produce a lot of revenue. Um, And as long as you guys, as long as, and I'm talking to you as the business owner, as long as the business owners are, are transparent and they're, they're, they're willing to compensate those salespeople accordingly, because the more money that, the more money that I make you, the more money I'm going to make. So, and I knew that going in. So it was, um, it was just a phenomenal fit. And I think that, you know, again, I, I was, I was all in, I'm an all in guy. My wife and I don't, don't have any children yet. Uh, we're planning on it hopefully soon. And, um, but I, I was like, I'll give you 16 hours a day. If that's what it takes, let's do it. And I, I think you saw that I was, I, I was a man of my word and, um, still am and we're we're doing we're doing big things now i mean we're it's been a year and a half and it's crazy to look back on where we were in nashville a year and a half ago and where we look you know where we are right now in the company um just complete i don't know if you're going to go into it but just the complete kind of overhaul that we did on the company with nate coming in that christmas and then me coming in about five five six months later i mean now the whole company looks completely different and frankly we're, we're operating completely different as well um it's, 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 it's awesome to see. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I, you know, I forgot about some of the details of that conversation at that um, kind of job interview, right. At uh, Hattie B's. So um, I remember you saying um, there's a couple things that stood out to me at this interview guys. So if you're talking to a sales rep and you're interviewing them to hire inside your company, um, one of the things that Chad said is, do we work on Saturday and Sunday? That was one of his questions. And I said, do you want to work on Saturday and Sunday? He said, yes, I want to work seven days a week. There's appointments. I want to go on them. And I said, okay, well, that's no problem. We can get you appointments on Saturday and Sunday. And then he said that exact thing. Let me see the comp package. And I had it there. And the one thing that he looked me in the eye was he said, I made more per deal at the other place that I was. I said, well, that's fine, but this is how I do things. And, but here's the bonus structure that I've created to once you hit those numbers, you can make way more money than you were making at the last place that you were at. And so when Chad says, well, so what you're saying, he's looking at it, looking at the numbers, and I'm seeing dollar signs in his eyes at this point uh, at, at our meeting, which is exactly what I want to see from a sales rep, by the way, who's going to be 100% commission. And he looks at me and says, so you're telling me that if I, and, and we, could, we share everything on this podcast, like I'm not holding anything okay. back. So, um, so okay. he says, you know, if I make $200,000 for a company, that means I'm going to get $40,000 this month. And I said, yeah. Exactly. You, you do $200,000, I'll write you a check for $40,000. And, um, and honestly, he has, like he's hit these kind of numbers and uh, the rest of our team is hitting them now. So like, it's been just a crazy kind of growth from that point on was what it, what it made Nate and I realize was, and we talked about it in the last podcast is when you get the right people around you, it is like, 
it, it is rocket fuel. We talked about that book on the last uh, podcast, but it's rocket fuel. I mean, you get the right people in the right place. You get the A players, you get them on the right seat, on the right bus, and it just takes off. And that's kind of what happened. This was like the beginning of this kind of exponential growth that we started seeing inside the company where um, that, that we're going to be talking about at Flip Hacking Live, frankly, is, you know, how to make more money with the right people. So, um, so you came in, took kind of just started running. We had to call Axel and say, Hey man, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but this, uh, this like younger whippersnapper is like beating you up and down the court. And, and he, you know, he, he was fine with it. He understood. He was like, dude, he's like, look, I remember, you know, talking to him. He's like, if I was in your position, I would, I would have done the same thing. So it's, uh, and sure enough, you, you took that and ran with it. And I remember one of the deals you, you like drove, like, I was almost like an hour and a half out of your way to go see some trailer and like the guy wasn't there and you knocked on the door and then you got the contract signed. Like he, you, you found him, you got him, you signed the contract and then you turned around and uh, I mean, we're going to get to it, but some of the problems we had was our dispositions process in Nashville was the same as what we were doing in Chattanooga and Pensacola. And we weren't able to move your contracts like we could in the other cities. Like we were moving the contracts with the team that we had. So what did we do? We said, Hey, Chad, um, why don't you don't have a ton of appointments? We're not generating as many leads as we are in the other cities. Why don't you also sell your own contracts? So that was the next step. Chad came in, started getting these contracts. And I said, look, I said, Nate, we're going to lose this guy. This guy's really good. This guy is um, getting contracts signed and our team is not selling the contracts. Like we have people that are struggling to keep up with him. And so we said, Hey, why don't you buy and sell in Nashville? And you did. And that's when we started seeing we weren't selling contracts in Nashville. And then sure enough, right when Chad started doing that, he kind of started selling the contracts in Nashville too. And we saw just tremendous value. And that's when we really started taking off in Nashville because it, it was probably like three months into it where I was going, man, we're spending a lot of money in this city. And it costs a lot of money to market in a city like that, which it's really competitive. And um, at least the way that we do it. Okay. There's cheaper ways to do it, but and then it just kind of took off from there. Yeah. I think I actually came to you guys and I said, well, why don't you let me sell these things too? <laughs> I remember we, we went out to dinner. I was like, let me sell these things too. And you're you guys, you guys couldn't say anything because everything that I've asked, you know, I always, I kept coming to you and there's, there's a theme there. And I think, you know, there was the next step is me coming to you guys and asking for you for more, for more, for more. And uh, that was the first time I came and asked you guys for more and, and you, and you gave it to me and, and, saw the results like immediately. I mean, we went from uh, like a 40% cancellation ratio down to 15% and spreads just skyrocketed in the market. So um, we were, we were on, to, we were on to something and then I'll let you, I'll let you continue because it started to steamroll from there with the more responsibility and yeah, taking so, on more stuff. Yeah. And I'd like to, because it's from there, it's like, okay, now he's buying and selling contracts in, in Nashville. And then I remember you coming to me and saying, Hey, we got this, um, we got this house that we got under contract and I want to, I want to project manage it and fix it up and renovate it and, and resell it. I want to run that project as a project manager too. And I'm sitting here. I remember when you left, I'm looking at Nate going, I, I don't, is there any, number one, is there anything this guy can't do, but like, are, are we giving him too much? Like, is it too much kind of um, responsibility? Is he going to get in over his head? Are we going to, is something going to start slipping? And it didn't like to your test as testament to you and who you are. It just, it, that didn't happen. I mean, you came in, you, you managed that project and I think we made like $98,000 on that, that deal where we, if we would have wholesale that we probably would have made like 40 or 45 or something like that. So really just kind of squeezing the juice out of everything that we were doing. And now, you know, we got this kind of like, 
um, all around uh, renaissance man inside the company, which is really cool to have because what we've seen is we had over the last three months, we had some fallout in the company. We had some people quit. We had to let some people go. Um, we've had a lot of this change and turnover and you've been one of the people that has kind of stepped up to the plate and said, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to help. I'm here to help. And just so all, if all of you guys are listening out there, I wanted to bring my team on because I wanted you guys to hear like kind of the passion in their voice and the way that they think. And a lot of you are scared. Like I bet if Chad sat down with you right now and said, Hey, like we go back like three years and it's the Chad who's struggling getting leads. And he sits down with you and says, Hey, I've been trying to do this on my own for six or nine months. I want to come in and sell for you. A lot of you guys are probably going to sit there and go, you know what? I don't want him to work for me because he's just going to take everything that I'm doing. He's going to go do it. He's going to understand it all. Then he's going to go be my competition and, and start his own company. And um, what I want you guys to hear is like how he feels about the company, the people, how we work together. Like it's a symbiotic relationship that all of us have inside the company. And if you take care of your people and you give them what they need and you ask them and like, I know Chad just wants to make a whole lot of money. Like that is one of the big things for him right now. He's young, he's married, he doesn't have kids. He's going to put in some time to make a bunch of money and that's what he wants. And like, you've got to take care of your people. You got to understand what they want. And if you give them what they want and it's a win-win for both of you guys, then it can be a really good relationship. I don't think you need to be afraid of that. Um, and if that happens, honestly, like, Hey, like that's, that's the way it's going to go. Like, uh, you know, I, I wish my people the best. I really want them to get the experience. I want them to grow personally and professionally. And I want them to do what they want to do. Like we just had Dee Dee leave to go kind of follow her dream of starting a bookkeeping business. And she started the company with me. I thought she would be with me forever. And she thought it too. But you know, when you start, when you start getting these people around you and they start seeing what you are and what's possible, you know, I want what's best for my people. And when they see that, they're going to work harder for you. And, and with you, you know, I don't feel like I'm their boss or I'm the owner and I come down on them hard. It's like, we're all motivating each other. And it's just an exciting time in, in our company right now to have people like Chad and like who we have in the company to be able to take the football down the, the, the field and hand it off to another A player. When you got an A player handing it to another A player to another, you, you have a Super Bowl winning team. And when you have that, you have the ability to hit numbers and do things that you never thought was possible and it would never be possible on your own. So, um, anyway, so thanks Chad. Like I, so you were doing that stuff, like doing the, uh, project management and then it was just like throwing stuff at you all the time on a consistent basis. And now you've stepped up and, um, and become the sales manager and leading the whole team. Yeah. So now, I mean, now I think is, is I, I've looked back over the last year and a half and kind of looked at the evolution of the company. And before I, I talk about the, the sales manager, I want to just touch on the point that you made about, you know, being in somebody else's vehicle is like, I absolutely could go out and do this on my own. And, and I think, you know, that, and like, there's, you, you mentioned it, like, you can't be scared of people doing that because if you are, you're never going to get great talent. But what, what, what drew, drew me to you guys is like you were very transparent like you were transparent about the numbers like the business you opened up your books and like you showed me like hey this is what it's costing us to get these deals and and all this stuff and I was like you know I was I, you just I was so bought in and I, I still am so bought into this to this day because um, you don't have to go out and create your own wheel sometimes like you can get in in a vehicle that's already going forward and 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 you can just just hop in and, and ride that wave and you guys can all everybody can grow together like you can go faster further farther together sometimes and you know like i look at blackjack as if it's you know my company i i don't you know i know bill bill started the company but when i when i think about it like it's it's still my baby like i i have these 
we have these sales reps now that I've trained and I've hired and I've trained and they're in, in these markets that we have. And, um, now, now I'm cutting them bonus checks. So it's like uh, this evolution. And, and now, so I'll, I'll, I'll just touch on it segues into where I'm at now, but I'm, I'm now the sales manager in the company. So I don't go out and buy these houses anymore. Um, I've, I've kind of, I've worked my way kind of out of that job. And now I'm, I have, we have a rep in Nashville, a rep in Pensacola and a rep in Chattanooga, all that I have hired and trained. Um, so the goal was to kind of create little clones of, of myself and in the process that we teach. And now all three of them are doing over a hundred thousand dollars a month in revenue. And they're all going to get, they're all going to get $10,000 bonus checks this month. Each one of them is going to get a $10,000 bonus check. And just, just, you know, it's incredible to see. And, and what I've learned about myself is like, I think that's almost more rewarding than myself cashing a big check now as I'm starting to see that, you know, my, that seeing a team and, and pushing a team to, to close a lot of revenue and, and get deals. I mean, we're going to, we're going to do 32 deals this month. That's, that's insane. And when you look at where we were, you know, hey, a year hey, and a hey, half let me, ago, let me, let me jump in. That's assuming we don't get any more in the next couple of weeks. So there's still yeah. time. We could do more than that. Well, and there's still six deals to get assigned. So there, there might be, it might be closer to 40. So we have 32 deals assigned to close. I'm sorry. Um, and it's just, we, you know, you look at, you look at where we were, sorry, my, my phone just cut out. You look at where we were a year and a half ago. I mean, we're, we're just a, a whole nother animal right now. And we were an animal a year and a half ago. It's just crazy to see um, when you take a step back and look at where we are. So, and uh, I'm also sitting in the disposition seat now. Uh, I'm selling all these properties and I think we've gone for, we were at $13,000 an average wholesale fee last year and we're, or last two quarters and we're up to, uh, we're up to like 18 or 19 now. So we've just been squeezing a lot more out of these deals. Uh, the reps have been, and been buying them low and um, we've just created this monster sales team and uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's awesome to see. And it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I honestly think the best thing that we have going for us as a company right now is the, the, the culture that we have inside the company and the kind of people that we have that when you can plug in, like if you got this streamlined process and these people that are just all bought in and you plug somebody, you plug an A player who's just ready to go in there, you, you, we see success out of the gate really fast. And we've really yeah. done a good job at hiring and training and, and leading our salespeople to, to start performing right away. So, I mean, I've seen the people that you, you've hired and trained and uh, just start coming in and start buying houses right away, which I've never seen before. Yeah. So that process is probably the most profound thing that we have going on right now. And we, I mean, we have people, you talked about like making like clones of you, but we really have people who are, um, everybody's a little bit different in their buying style yeah. and their, their negotiating style and their personality and who they are. Mm -hmm. and, but, you know, they're using all of that stuff to their advantage. They're really smart people and they and honestly they're they are if they haven't already they are in the process of outpacing you which is really cool to yes. see and as yeah. and me as the business owner just listening to what you just said on this podcast is really amazing to me because I feel like that is the journey that I took where I started trying to make a lot of money and then you know uh, it was a, it was about the money it was it was about the money then it was about um kind of uh move, removing myself so I don't have to work so much and then it became about the people and when I started seeing the people making money that they've never made before and we could put food on their table and they're just happy to come to work every day and they're excited and they, they take ownership of it. And now hearing you say that like you've gotten that 
also like you treat the company just like I do. And then you treat the people just like I did, like seeing you go from that. I want to make a lot of money to this journey of really, I want my people. I want to take care of my people. Like that is probably the, the, the biggest compliment and the best thing that I've ever heard um, in this whole journey of my, uh, my career as the owner of this company and creating it. So like that is, that's awesome. And, and I'll just touch one thing you said, like it was, I, I, I would say that when I, when I say clones of, of like the process and the core values that we, we start and, and for anybody who has a company um, that, that's doing it, you know, from scratch or you guys are, if you don't have core values in place that you're hiring and firing on um, what you tolerate, what, what you, what you tolerate becomes the standard. And if you don't have these core values in place, it's going to be very difficult to um, determine where your ship is headed. Right. So, so our direction of our ship is so clear and it's, and everybody that's on the ship knows where we're going, how fast we're going and how to, how to execute and operate. And it's based on, it, it's all, the foundation is all based on these core values that we have. Um, I think ownership, you know, personal and professional development, stewardship, integrity. I mean, honestly, it's those, those, those core values are the basis for what we hire and fire on. And it's, um, it allows us to, to have this high performing team that's on the same page. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, you hit it on the head. You said ship and they spell ship. Like that's the, that, that's the, the funny, we call it the ship, right? At, at, um, yep. In the company because everybody's on this ship and we're all kind of heading in the right direction together. So, and everybody's got their oar in the water. You use that on our morning uh, sales call today uh, or our whole company meeting this morning of everybody's oars in the water and we all got a point in the right direction and we're all rowing together. And that's really what's happening right here on this, you know, ship that we have. So um, we added ownership. So now it's ownership. So as our uh, kind of ditty. So um, it, it's, it is, it's incredible to be on the ride with you guys. And I think, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that you've implemented and are doing, it's, it's really, you know, paid off. And, and I think you guys, hopefully you guys on this podcast are listening to it. And if, if you're just getting started and um, you, you don't, you don't need a sales manager and all this stuff, that's fine. But what, what I want you to take away from this, if you're just getting going is, you know, is, is the, it's about the people. Like it's about the people in what we're doing in the business. So going into the houses, buying the houses, um, taking care of people, you know, solving their problems. And it's about the people in your company. So stewardship being one of our, our, our core values is really taking care of, you know, the community and the people that we work with and our clients, but also taking care of each other, the employees, the staff, the contractors, anybody that comes through our doors is really, you know, it's, that's what it's about. It's about the people. It's not about houses and real estate. And the earlier that you can realize that, the more successful you'll become. Um, so, and then also the, the, the other big takeaway is, is really finding people that are a core value fit for you and want to come in and you're going to grow that talent. Like Chad didn't come in and come in as the sales manager and come in doing five different things. He came in and said, let me prove to you what I can do. I mean, I remember that he said, give me a shot and I'll take it. And that's who you want to come into your company. If you're a smaller company or you're just getting going, you say, Oh, I can't, I can't go out and hire a Chad or I can't find this person. You know, I can't, I can't go hire a COO, like the podcast you just had paying, you know, six figures. But what I can do is I can, I can cast that vision for what I want it to be. And I could find the person who, who wants that opportunity, who's going to jump in and take it and run with it. And those are the people that you want to hire in the beginning. You got to be that leader that can show them where you're going and where you want to be. And you got to find the people that are ready to follow you into that, into that battle. Right. And they're excited about it and they like thrive off of that. So I'm sure that if I was just starting a company and I, I brought confidence and, 
And, um, and I had, I, the other good thing that I had was I was tied into somebody else who was already doing it. I knew it was possible. I knew it was there. Chad talked about that. You can do more together. Right. So, um, you know, had, uh, had Mike Brown not, uh, recommended Chad and, um, and jumped in the Facebook group and put it in there. And then also like, he kind of hound dogged me too. He kind of was like, Hey man, you really need to talk to this guy. You really need to talk to this guy. And that's what, that's what great friends do. Like, I'm so thankful that that happened because, um, everything, when I mean, we talked about all the stuff with Nate happening for a reason. And I think it's pretty obvious, even when we go back to this story, like all of these things kind of came in line, um, you know, uh, for a reason in a certain way that was developed for where we're going, where, why we're here right now. So, and I'm excited about the future with you. I think that, um, we're going to do really big things and we are going to go bigger and faster together. Um, the only thing I need to worry about is that you don't get this like wild hair and go, you know what, it's time for a change because change is going to make me bigger. So I think we're just going to pick up and move to uh, you know, South Dakota or something like that. So um, if, if you got that in mind, uh, make sure you talk to me first. The other thing that I got from this podcast, yeah, thank you. The other thing that I got from this is uh, the fact that you came to Grant Cardone. I'd never heard that story before. That's pretty cool. And, and you said, you know, be careful who you take advice from. And that was really kind of profound here for me to hear because, you know, just last week you came over to my house, sat down with me and my kids and said, Hey, Bill, you know, I really respect you. I really look up to you. And, you know, I, I see you as a mentor. So it means a lot to me to be put in the same category with uh, you uh, Cole, uh, door knocking Grant Cardone and Cole calling him. But, you know, yeah. being in that kind of um, that kind of world for you, that's really what is big for me. Like that's the kind of stuff that moves the needle for me is when I have somebody that's as high level and high caliber as you that comes to me and says, Hey, you know, I really, I really appreciate the kind of your feedback and your input and some of your, the things that you've kind of taught me along the way. So, and, and guys, that's what it's about. Like, that's what this, this business is about, is about developing talent, um, watching other people reach their goals and where they want to be. It's not about you and your status and how much money you make and stuff like that. So when it's all said and done, that's where, that's where I get my, um, my good feels from is when somebody knocks on my door and comes in and sits down with me. And I'm actually a little bit worried that he's going to go, Hey, you know, me and my wife decided to move to South Dakota or to <laughs> Washington. Or, and, and, but he said, Hey, you know, I've got something in my life that I want to talk to you about and uh, some ideas and things. And I really respect your opinion. And I see you as a mentor and man, I mean, I can't thank you enough for, uh, for, for saying that, for doing that. And for, um, uh, for coming to me for things like that. I mean, it really means a lot. And that, that really is for me. Um, what this is all about. It's not about, you know, how many deals we're doing. It's about the people. And this morning being on the call with all of them, seeing everybody on the staff and just, it's so awesome. It's so good. Yeah, no, it's, it's phenomenal. It, it, and you know, we talk a lot about deals and revenue and all that kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the people, it is the people and um, the relationships that we've created building this company are going to last for the rest of our lives. You know, like I'll, I'll, I want I'm so excited to watch James and, and Lucas and the boys grow up, you know, it's, 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 it's really awesome. So, um, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's the people that, that really put this thing together. So, um, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, Hey, Chad's going to be, uh, coming out to the event in October. Uh, so I've, I've twisted his arm. I said, Chad, you got to come out here. I'm flying you out there. I want you to talk to this, uh, talk to these people. I want you to be more involved, you know, Hey, now that I own this company, I want you to spend some time, uh, working with me and, and, and figuring out what we can do together. So, um, we talked to Nate last, uh, last podcast. We're talking to you now. We're going to bring on a couple of the other staff that's going to come out and speak at Flip Hacking Live. So October 10th through the 12th in San Diego at the Hilton Bayfront Resort, we're putting on an incredible event. And 
these next like, you know, 10, 12 podcasts, I'm just going to bring to you a bunch of the speakers and a bunch of the people. So I want you to get a little bit of their story, a little bit of their background, see what they're all about and what they can help you. I mean, if you, after this podcast, let me ask you a question. Do you think that some of the things that Chad could say from stage about what we're doing and how we're hiring and training our people, do you think any of that would help you in your business? Do you think it would move the needle for your business? I mean, even if you're just getting going or you're doing a hundred deals, this is going to help you move the needle, get an extra deal, get an extra two deals. What would that do for you and your business? I mean, it's just insane. And at the ticket price and at the all in cost to come out to that event, it's just a no brainer. And if it just this one presentation, listening to Chad for 30, 45 minutes, it will change your business. I promise you. So fliphackinglive.com, go check it out. Come see us. Um, October 10th through the 12th, the Hilton Bayfront Resort, downtown San Diego, right at the gas lamp, downtown, beautiful. You see Petco Park from your room. You can see the, the, um, the aircraft carriers over on Coronado, just like sign of freedom. I was watching the helicopters fly by, the jets land. It was just amazing. I was just there last week. It's incredible. So get your ticket, fliphackinglive.com. We will sell out. I promise you that. So make sure you get them before uh, they're sold out. So Chad, anything else you want to say? No, it's going to be a phenomenal event. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be out there all three days. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm an open book, man. I, I love those events because I, I take, I get golden nuggets from, from the other people, from other companies. And it's just, you know, I walk away with it from, from every one of those events and we implement, you know, even if it's just two or three things that you take away from that event that just change your business and it allows you to do, you know, X amount more deals or just get X amount more revenue per deal. Like it's, it's phenomenal. So I'll be out there all three days. Um, I love to talk about acquisitions. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the dispositions right now, sales management, hiring, training, how we're training these, these reps to make, come in and make six figures uh, and do six figures in revenue, you know, in their second, third month, you know, they're, they're bringing in hundred K plus months. Um, you know, how, how we're, how we're doing that is just, it's, it's awesome. So I, I can't wait to speak up there. And um, it's, it's going to be a, a phenomenal event. You guys got to get out there and get your tickets. Uh, so much value is, is going to be delivered there. Yeah, it's funny because they're, they're doing $100,000 and they're in small markets. These are markets that people are probably thinking like, oh yeah, sure, they're in San Diego. They do like two deals. No, these are 350,000 people in these markets. So these are small markets that we're pulling a, you know, a million dollars plus per, per rep out of each of these markets. So, all right, we can, we can sit here and talk about this all day. So go to flippackylive.com, get your tickets. Uh, don't wait. Um, and, and also don't let those other guys in your market buy them and you're not buying them. So uh, they'll be out there. They're going to be learning the tricks from Chad. You want to make sure that you're yep. there. Um, make sure that you're, you're up on everything that's going on, what the new trends are. And all this stuff is current in our business right now. We're operating right now. So um, this isn't old stuff that's been, you know, and we're like Chad said, we're an open book. We share everything. So it's all going to be out there. Nothing's off limits. I mean, I just told, told him what, what Chad's percentage is when he hits $200,000, right? So um, go get your tickets, fliphackinglive.com. We'll see you out there. I'm really excited. And Chad's staying at the hotel and so is the rest of my staff and me and everybody else. So make sure that you stay at the Hilton. We've negotiated a great rate. Um, once you buy your ticket, you'll get a landing page and you'll be able to see the discounted link uh, at the Hilton. It's, uh, it's powerful being around all those people. So, all right. Uh, thanks for taking some time with me, Chad. I appreciate it. There's some things that I learned about you and some of these stories that I had never heard before. So uh, it's yeah. every, every time, every time I talk to somebody, it's, they're throwing me some stuff I didn't, I didn't never heard before. So it's really, really cool to hear about you and, uh, and all your success is just amazing, man. I'm super proud of you. I'm really happy to have been a part of it and to be, you know, just called one of your mentors a couple of weeks ago meant so much to me. So thank you. Thank you very much, Bill. And thank, thanks for everything. It's just, uh, 
we're, we're going to keep killing it. I, I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited to see where we're going to be, you know, a year from now, because I know it's going to be a completely different place than we are right now. So I, I can't wait to see. It's going to be incredible. For sure. This train moves fast and it's constantly changing. This business is always changing. So uh, you need to change. You need to change. Come out to San Diego. We'll change your business. We'll change your life. Some of these speakers will do all of that. So go to fliphackinglive.com and we'll see you in San Diego. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the House Flipping HQ podcast with Bill Allen. If you haven't gotten your tickets to Flip Hacking Live to see our guests live on stage sharing all of their systems and secrets, make sure you go to fliphackinglive.com before tickets are sold out. This is an event you can't miss. We'll see you in San Diego.